from the Garden Hose. My name is Obi. I'm here, of course, with my buddy Ed. And we talk about what it's like to be a cranky old man in training, remembering the good old days. Ed, how are you? Doing, I'm doing great, Obi. A little cranky. You know, some uh, news from uh, the CDC today that, uh, you know, I'm not the happiest camper, but I, I thought COVID was over, but it's not. But that's a topic for another show. So I, I, I definitely practicing my cranky crankiness today for sure. Wow. But all I, things I'm else sure. are good. I'm sure. And for those of you who like our cranky but can't remember where to find us, you can download us just about any place you get a podcast, including Apple and Spotify. And of course, you know, we do send out the link. So come on, listen, leave a comment, give us ratings. The more ratings we have, the easier it is to find us. Um, if I'm not mistaken, we have uh, listener input that's driving our topic today. Is that right? Yeah, Obi, and as you said, like, leave us comments. Tell us what you want to tell us what you're cranky about, uh, because I'm sure we have the same feelings. And so, yeah, one of our listeners, Dave, he uh, contacted us and said, um, you know, what you guys should talk about because I know it's right up your alley is White Claw. And I felt like saying, please explain to me what White Claw is. But unfortunately, I know all too well what White Claw is. Uh, yeah, White Claw is, for those of you who are listening and really honestly don't know, it's seltzer with booze, malt seltzer. I personally never had one, but that's because I can't drink uh, carbonated beverages anymore. Or else I'm sure I would have been sucked in at least once to try one because every party you go to now, there's somebody drinking one of these White Claws or Trulies or even Budweiser has one now. Bud, Bud Light Seltzer, Corona Seltzer, Coors Light Seltzer. Yeah, so, I, you know, listen, if we, if we want to talk about art, you know, back in the day, right, there was Zima, right? So I, I'm sure people know what Zima is. Zima was this, it was a malt liquor, but it wasn't like Colt 45. So I was always really confused by that because we had Billy D. Williams on TV talking about come over to the cool side, whatever the hell he said, but it was always about Colt 45. And that looked and tasted like bad tasting beer. But then Zima comes out and it says malt beverage, which is basically what Colt 45 says, but it was clear and tasted nothing like beer. And that was, you know, we, you were talking before, and that was short-lived, right? Not a summer. That was the, like, the hottest thing that summer. And it was great because you, uh, you, you could play almost every drinking game you were playing. Like if someone was drinking, drink a beer, have a Zima instead. You weren't, you weren't killing yourself by doing it. But it was, it was pretty sweet. It was supposedly lemon lime, and like like you and I disagree, just agreed upon. It was a summer long phenomena. Don't even think it made it into the into September, um, but it was something. And, and you drank them, and then fortunately we stopped forcing ourselves to drink them and went back to Natty Light. So my my fascination with the man card started right about when Zimas came out, I think, because I always viewed it as people drinking Zimas were those that just weren't man enough to drink a beer, right? They didn't want to have a beer face because, you know, Zimas came out or, you know, clearly it was before things were legal. Let's just put it that way, right? And so I never, I, I to this day, I've never had a Zima and I've never had a White Claw, but I think they're similar in the fact that, I'm just going to say it, I'm a cranky old man. I, 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 I judge people that drink that stuff. Unless you're a female, <laughs> I'm judging you. So... So you're right. They are similar. And uh, you're right. I, I was not quite 
uh, allowed to be drinking. And yeah, sometimes whatever beer was bought was, you know, it was cheap beer. It was disgusting. And it was like this disgusting cheap beer or uh, this disgusting sweet drink. And I was like, I'll have the disgusting sweet drink. Um, but after that summer was over, I mean, I don't, I'm sure I picked another one up because I had like fond memories of them. So I'm not going to be like, I never had one again, but yeah, it was the, it was the, the, the drink, like, you know, it, it replaced like kind of, but not as successfully wine coolers, but you know, wine coolers went their own way for their own reasons. But now you have these new ones and it's a whole seltzer craze. You know, it's funny. It's cranky old men. We should like seltzer. I think of seltzer like my grandma had seltzer bottles, old fashioned squeeze. Like that should be something that old men were, were behind is seltzer, but no, nah. no, no, I'm just not buying it. Yeah. So I, I get the allure. So, you know, I was going down this road that it's, it's kind of like Zima, but I think the big difference is Zima was here and gone. There was never a Bud Light Zima. There was never a Coors Light Zima, but there's actually Bud Light seltzer. I mean, when a major beer brand decides we need to sell seltzer to, to keep up with the Joneses, that, that shows you that White Claw is making it inroads. And I, I think it goes back to, Obi, what you were talking about was cheap, bad tasting beer, right? So think about when you're younger. I think, you know, obviously people think for people drink for really, um, you know, I'll say it now as a mature adult with kids. For the wrong reason, right? You, you, you don't drink because you like the taste. You drink because this is how we're going to have fun tonight. And so I think young people today see this seltzer, and you're right. Seltzer, seltzer tastes good, right? So why not? If I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through the trouble of having to ingest something to feel good, I might as well enjoy it. So I, I see that's why. I just can't get into it. Yeah, I, I, I'm a hundred percent behind. And there, and you know, look, maybe. Maybe it has to do with a few things. Like I, I think you get to purchase at, at states that have separate beer stores from liquor stores. It's at the beer store because you can you can get these new bottles. Of, I know uh, Knob Creek makes them. Other bourbon companies make them. Vodka companies make them where they take their vodka and they make the mixed drink that you're going to go and get that is a little easier to drink on the taste and make it easy to buy. But maybe those are only at, at liquor stores in states that are split. Because really, that seems like a better choice to me if I just want to get drunk than seltzer, which of course fills you up. I mean, I understand why adults drink it because it is, I'm imagining it tastes more refreshing. And so you're just having one or two and you're just out there at a, at a, in a warm summer day. I can imagine wanting to drink seltzer because I know people want to drink seltzer and soda. But boy... Versus cheap beer, Whew. I'm not sure how I would how I would fare today if I was stuck with cheap beer or, or seltzer drinks. So Obi, I, I I'll take I, I got a little bone to pick with you on that because you, you're making a lot of assumptions. Like you're talking about refreshing seltzer. First of all, any young person who's drinking cheap bad cheap beer, they're not drinking during the day. Like so, that's another thing. Day right. drinking, right? Day day drinking is this thing that young kids think is like the coolest thing ever because they never do it. What they don't realize is all I ever do is day drink now because I'm I'm too old to stay up late. Like sun goes down, I'm going to bed. So if I'm going to drink, it's day drinking. So so if you're not day drinking, what do you need? You're not. It's not like you're mowing the lawn, right? And you need a refreshment. 
And the second piece about that is I just don't get why people, I just, the man card thing. So let me, let me give you a story on this one. Two years ago, I was introduced to White Claw. I was at Yankee Stadium. I, I was outside the, the Yankee Stadium. I was at Billy's Bar uh, getting ready for the game, and I was meeting some friends there. So I was by myself. I got there early. And these three uh, young guys come in with their, their girlfriends. So there's a pack of six of them, right? And I, I almost died laughing right in front of them because the one guy walks in, and he's so excited. He goes, I got the first round, six White Claws, right? And, <laughs> and then he – he was so excited. He walked up to the bar. Like, he's like six white claws, right? I was, I, I don't know. I just, I can't see how any self-respecting man says I'm going to get a white claw before a Yankee game. So now I, I, my introduction to white claws is a little different than yours because my introduction to white claw is, was at my um, quarterly poker game. And there, none of the, you're right, it's a man card thing, because none of the men were drinking it. Um, it was really mostly all, I'm trying to think if any of the men were, it was only, the, the person I imagine drinking are these three women who were at the game. By the way, two of them are really good poker players, but apparently they have bad taste in drinks because they were drinking <laughs> White Claw. Uh, but they, you know, they, I, I was asking them about it because I was not going to drink it. Um, and yeah, they said it was. They said it was refreshing. So I was thinking, like you know, it's got to be a little of both, right? It's got to be kids are picking up on it because they don't want beer because beer is right bitter. Until all of a sudden you start enjoying bitter beer, and you're like, wait, what? what when? Like when did that transformation happen? That's how you. Know, one of the ways you know you're cranky old men is when you you enjoy your beer for real, and you're just like, I'll just have one because I like the taste of the beer. Uh, and yeah, the other the other group is I think day drinking adults but who want that refreshing, but don't like the beer. So I think it's a lot of, I'm guessing it's people who thought that beer was disgusting and never got over that, but either went to hard alcohol or shishi foo-foo drinks. And they're like, Oh, this is not going to knock me out, but drink some wine instead. Yeah. I think you might be onto something there. Right. So the adults that are drinking now, again, women, that it, it, that's on a different level, right? They're, they're not drinking beer anyway to begin with. They, they never put the work in back when they were younger to get the acquired taste. So I get it. Whether they're drinking White Claw or wine or those mixed drinks that you were talking about, that's fine. I think, you know, the reason why this was such a great topic when, you know, Dave brought it to us was the whole man card thing. And, and you know, I hate to make fun of a listener, but he, he readily threw out the that he loves a white claw, right? And, and that's what made it such a great topic because I don't know how a man can admit to me that he loves a white claw. Yeah, especially that, you know, that, that, is, that, is, that is true. I think, I think we agree on that main concept here is that we're being a little sexist about it, but still, like, especially for people in our generation, whether right or wrong, a lot of women, you know, they, 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 didn't want to drink beer for whatever reason. They didn't like it. Uh, they didn't want to put it in the work. Um, whatever it was. I mean, not probably 50-50 in reality, but the, that group of women who didn't drink it, they found wine coolers, and then they found Zima, and then they found something else, and then they got to hard alcohol drinks, uh, you know, sex on the beach, whatever. And then now they're like, oh, look, this nice, refreshing white cloth. So it's that. That is the one group. And look at you. Yeah, that's, you know exactly who those women are. Oh, well, you, 
you got me cracking up over here on sex on the beach because just as much as I'll judge a man who's drinking White Claw, don't tell me you don't judge a like a middle-aged woman that goes into a bar and orders sex on the beach. I mean, that's one of the funniest things you'll hear. Like, you know, a woman thinks maybe she's a cougar, but she goes, I'll have sex on the beach. I just think it's hilarious. Okay, well... I guess we're never going to a restaurant together because that's my wife's drink of choice. Oh, boy, did my I just goes think... out there. Well, she... I just stuck my foot in it, didn't I? Yeah, that's all right. Literally, just as she started listening to, what are you doing right now? Oh, I'm recording the podcast. Oh, great. Yeah. So, but no. So, so right. should we tell everybody this is our last podcast? You're not going to be allowed to come out and play with me anymore? No, I think we're okay because the, the thing is, even when she orders it, like she'll be ordering it with the kids and she still has that like little. This is kind of ridiculous that this is the drink I'm ordering. I'll take a sex on the beach. All right. As long as she knows it's ridiculous and can laugh at herself, I'll give her a pass. Yeah, yeah. She, and she's constantly looking for something that she likes more because it's just funny. To, you know, it's a dumb name for a drink to be ordering because it is. It's like, it's like the mind erasers we used to drink in college. It's just a dumb name for a drink, let alone whether it's good or not. Yeah. Or, yeah. The other one is if you if you run into somebody that orders a Tom Collins, that's another one you you kind of scratch your head and laugh a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I I just started running into people who like the old fashioned. Well, that's because they watch Mad Men. I mean, is that where that is that what that comes from? I, I, oh yeah. Okay, it's just like just people start to order old fashions all the time. I'm like really? Oh, oh, I, I don't you know. I want to talk about old fashioned. That's a fit. That's a show set in the fifties, right? So yeah. they bring back a popular drink from the fifties, and it becomes popular in the in two thousand, you know, teens, right? Because you know, Mad Men's been out. Yeah. So that's that's why there was a run on old fashioned. Okay, that that makes sense. Thank you for clearing that up in my mind because I I'm still drinking most of my whiskey straight, maybe neat with a little bit of splash of water, not this whole added sweetness to my whiskey. <laughs> So I think we've determined um, if a, a middle-aged or, you know, you know, a cougarish type woman orders a sex on the beach in a bar, um, I should stop judging them because your podcast partner's wife could be doing that the very next time you're out with them. Um, so we learned that. We learned that if you drink a White Claw and you're a female, it's acceptable from the drinking from the garden host group. But we also know that if you're a male and you're over the age of 22, um, probably you have to hand in your man card, right? Let, let, let's not put an age on that because um, the reason I'm not going to put an age on that is my, my brother was a guy who did not start drinking, like this refused to, until he was almost 27, 28, basically until he got married and had children. Now he drinks. So no, you know, that's usually when it starts to get heavy at least. That's right. So, you know, it's the sign that you didn't go to enough parties and put in the work so that, you know, you can you can enjoy an IPA or a brown beer or something that has some flavor to it that's still got a little bite to it. Um, you didn't put in the work. I don't know if you need to hand in your man card so much as you, to whichever person we're talking about, you haven't put in the work to enjoy beer. And you just have to decide personally if that's an acceptable thing for, you know, for you to have done is not put in that work. I think you're letting people off the hook, but that's okay. I, I so, am. Oh, I'm letting them off the hook. I'm, I'm, I'm asking the judges themselves. Did you not put in the work to drink beer? Why not? You decide. Okay. So you're you're not as quick as I am to take people's man cards. I think I'm a little more judgmental. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
So before we get to whatever else we're going to go to, I just got to show you this. This is what my kid came back with today. He went out for the, with a bunch of his friends, went to the candy store, and yes, candy cigarettes still exist. That that just what that is. So so you just ruined like an upcoming whatever happens to segment by showing me candy cigarettes. I, yeah. Well, what I wanted to do is instead of when you you know instead of when we talked about it, I just wanted to, to put the kibosh on that. Now, candy cigarettes still exist. Apparently, they also now have moved up and put right next to the candy cigarettes the candy joints. So. <laughs> and 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 now that that's legal in most states i guess five-year-olds can walk around like they're smoking a, a joint right that's, apparently apparently listen yeah. i just want everybody to know when i used to have candy cigarettes when i was a kid i i did it because they tasted great uh i when my son brought these home i said i don't know what's worth these are actual real cigarettes because you know these will lead to diabetes and he looked at me and, he said, <laughs> and they taste disgusting and threw them out and let me keep the box for just for this. So I think because they are pure sugar is why I love them so much. He he's he's a candy kid, so the fact that he didn't like them was kind of surprising. He said he didn't like them. No, I said they tasted like chalk. Well, I could see. Well, they look like chalk. You could definitely write on them on as you know school chalkboard. That's for Absolutely. sure. Those things. Absolutely can. You know, though maybe you know how sometimes. Um, uh, you know, when you see it on TV, when people buy drugs, they try to buy some pot and they get oregano. Maybe he tried to buy candy cigarettes and got a box of chalk. It, it, completely plausible. Completely your plausible. Son just, your son just got ripped off by the candy cigarette dealer. <laughs> Paid a full 49 cents for that. Chalk. Actually, 49 cents for chalk. I better get that out of the trash. That's a yeah, exactly. Deal. That's a good deal. That's a good deal. So, Obi... I think we I think we took White Claw as far as we can. The the bottom line is, you shouldn't drink it. Um, you should you should try to drink beer. Put the work in. Uh, if you need help, come talk to us. We'll we'll help you out. But what else do you want to rant about? Back in the day. Well, if we're gonna go with uh, back in the day, just reading a book, and this guy was talking about when he was uh, at. In baseball practice in college, they used to ride in the back of the the back beds of trucks. And yeah, that was a dumb thing, but we used to do it all the time. And I don't mean just like sometimes. You couldn't go like a week without seeing somebody riding in the back bed of a truck. So you know, whatever happened to that stupid idea? Because it was fun. So Obi, so I used to ride. I, my my parents didn't have a pickup truck, but uh, my buddy's dad did. And he had one of those covers, plastic covers over the back. And I mean, it was a two seater. So anytime I was with my buddy, we couldn't fit in the front. We rode in the back all of the time. And sometimes there's four of us back there, no seatbelt, no seats. And, and that was normal. And nobody thought anything of it. And then when I got married, I, this is no joke. My wife tells me this grand story. My wife's, you know, unfortunately, my wife's father passed away when she was 12 and her mom then remarried a couple years later and the first family bonding experience they had as a new Brady Bunch family was they went on this road trip and they had a pickup truck and her stepfather installed these seats in the back of the pickup truck so on this trip it was her mom and her stepdad in the cab her mother was a her sister they basically with him so he put him in the pickup truck but he put seats seats in 
and they faced, you know, they faced backwards. So, you know, as they're driving down the road, they looked at everyone behind them. So again, I think that was just maybe stepdad's way of saying, let's have a, a single marriage here with no, with no kids. Childless marriage. <laughs> let's be empty nesters real quick. Let's get this show on the road. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting that you brought up the candy cigarettes before, because what I'm wondering and want to talk about back in the day, and a lot of people might not know this, but back in the day, high schools had smoking lounges. I, I mean, I don't want to say that high schools encouraged smoking, but they certainly didn't make it hard. And in some cases, they probably did encourage it because if that's where the cool kids were hanging out, you would probably hang out out there too and smoke a cigarette or maybe if the hot girl was out there. So, Obi, did your high school have a smoking lounge? We did not have an indoor smoking lounge, but we did have a place outdoor where both students and teachers mingled together while smoking cigarettes. So there was the, uh, at one entrance, there, there was definitely students and teachers mingling smoking cigarettes and while well, the people who didn't smoke were in another place. Absolutely had a smoking section, not a smoking lounge. Well, when I, I, I use smoking lounge, and I don't want people to think this was inside the school because I don't want to make the school look any worse than they already do for promoting smoking. It was outside. It was outside oh. the cafeteria. So during lunch, you could quickly scarf down your frozen pizza, and you could run outside and, and smoke a cigarette. And the teachers were out there, too. So think about this. When we were growing up, and I'm sure it was the same for you, but at least when I was growing up, teachers had nothing to do with kids. They were in the classroom and that was it. You didn't like them because they yelled at you all the time. Yet then all of a sudden they would be outside smoking with you. Yes, it, it was a strange phenomenon. One of the reasons that I did not go to the smoking lounge was because they would be like, oh, talk to Mr. So-and-so while you're talking, I don't want to deal with that. Plus somehow the teachers, you know, it was like, it was a weird situation where students weren't supposed to be there, but they were there. It was like, I don't remember the details clearly. And if somebody who's watching uh, remembers how we used to actually work that out, uh, you know, leave a comment like we always ask, because it was a weird situation. Um, yeah, for sure. So back in the day, we had smoking lounges. So with that, and, and I'd love to know who else had smoking lounges. And I, I bet you, I bet you every school in America had smoking lounges. Nobody were ahead of the curve. I mean, Cigarettes used to be healthy for you, right? Four out of five doctors rec recommended uh, menthols or something like that, right? <laughs> so, but here's the thing. Going back to our original theme for tonight of White Claw, I want to know whatever happened to ice beer and dry beer. So there was Bud Ice, there was Bud Dry, Michelob Ice, Molson Ice, there was Ice House, there was uh, Red Dog, which was a dry beer. You go to a bar, all you could ever get on tap was ice beer or dry beer and ice filtered or dry filtered. What the hell? I don't even, I don't even think the beer companies can explain to us today what the hell ice beer and, and dry beer was. And if it was so good, how come it's not around anymore? I, I agree. Nadia, even that, even Natty Light had a Natty Ice. Like every <laughs> had beer. And that was the preferable one. You would get kegs of Natty Ice, not Natty Light. That's right. It was, it was just, and I, I agree. I mean, I know what ice wine is and I know what makes it ice wine. I have no idea what makes it. It was ice, ice filtered or I like, I don't know. And, and I think they why? froze it. I think they froze the beer 
and then picked out this particle. What the hell did they do? They they froze it, and then what they do? Melt it, and it was better. Took out took out some of the water, so you up the alcohol, but you couldn't up it that much. I mean, Molson was still like the the highest ABV back in the day before you know microbreweries came around. So I, I don't know what it where it went, but you know that was interesting because you uh, we're gonna we talked about this a little off air. So you mentioned how everybody jumped on the seltzer bandwagon, but in those days it was like. Michelob was like the test beer. So first it'd be Michelob Ice. And if they took off, then Budweiser, Miller, and Coors would all jump on it or dry. And then same thing. But now, they don't even know what the test beers are anymore. And they're certainly not going ice and dry. That, that's yeah, that, that, that was, a, and I, I, I got it. That was a, that was a college type experiment. It had to be three or four years. And I, I'm just not sure what whatever happened to those yeah they they went the way of the dodo uh <laughs> the dodo yeah yeah well the other thing that we, we were drinking at that time and or people around us were drinking i should say was you don't say we because i know where you're going with this don't say we people around us not you and actually not me for the most part we're drinking wine cooler after wine cooler after wine cooler after wine cooler. And there was two brands. They were Seagram's and Barles and James. Well, Seagram's is still around. They, you know, they make everything. But whatever happened to Barles and James? Where did they go? They had the best commercials. And they're gone now, as far as I know. I haven't seen Barles and James, let alone a wine cooler. And I don't know how long. So, I, Obi, I think the easy answer is those two guys in the commercials died. They're like 90 years old to begin with in the commercials and they're always in that rocking chair. So the easy answer is they died, the brand died with them. Um, but I think the better answer is wine coolers just weren't good. They weren't, but they still exist in some, some fashions. I can't, there's certain bottle, uh, Arbor Mist is a really just a wine cooler. It still exists. So there's still some wine coolers around. Just not sold in a six pack uh, to share among a four pack. Remember wine coolers in four pack? So, oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm not positive, and I'm not going to fight to figure that out. They were they were they were four pack, and they had like foil wrappers. Listen, I, I've seen many a wine cooler in my life, but but Obi, to your point about wine coolers still being around somewhat, Mad Dog 2020 is still around. Um, so everything's kind of still around. Doesn't mean it's good. Boone's Farm is still around. Doesn't mean it's good. Right. So I, my point still stands on wine coolers. They're not good. They never were. They just got a couple old guys to sit on a rocking horse or a rocking swing or something on a porch and say some quips. And everyone's like, oh, we got to drink that stuff. And it worked. <laughs> it did. It did. You know what I'm thinking? I am thinking just. You know, and maybe just before just before we, we, we sign off, maybe a listener could look and research this. But I wonder if the downfall of wine coolers was the fact that hard liquor started advertising on TV again. And once the hard liquor started to advertise, you could advertise the hard liquor and you could turn it into some, something sweet and yummy instead of having to drink a wine cooler. So you get your vodka and of course you add all the orange juice, grapefruit juice and everything else you can to it. And then it's better than a wine cooler. It's a little stronger than a wine cooler. And it's probably cheaper than a wine cooler. 
and they could promote those drinks and they stopped promoting the wine coolers. I'm just throwing that out there. Somebody, come on, leave a comment for us. Let us know about the, what happened to Bartles and James and, and ice beer and dry beer because I'm sure that all the research is out there. You can answer those questions for us. But better yet, Obi, I want to I know anybody who uh, admits to drinking wine coolers, Bartles and James, and explains to us why that was far superior to White Claw. So I'm sure, you know, think about it. If you were drinking Bartles and James, you're about our age now, probably feel the same way about White Claw. So I want to know why Bartles and James was superior to White Claw. And I also want to, I want to hear who else was out there drinking dry beer and ice beer. I mean, there's got to be a few people out there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was like, I, like you said, the, the Natty Dry was more preferred over Natty Ice. I think even Beast had a dry beer. I'm not positive, but I think Milwaukee's Beast had an ice or a dry. Like the cheap beers, you could get them that way. They were those. I'll tell you what, Mickey's Big Mouth never had an ice beer, though. I know that for a fact. Mickey's Big Mouth did not have an ice beer. And I'm not sure Olympia did either. That was $2 a six-pack, Olympia. Genesea did. Which, well, the cream ale, Jenny cream ale, right? They still, and by the way, you can still get Jenny cream ale. Oh, so we can't complain about that, but. Well, I know. I, I did not put that, that. That was always a very regional beer closer to in the upstate New York, right where you're from area. But, and then I'll, before we end, I'll just say one other thing, this whole conversation where we're going to drinking today, it's, it's also, you know, how we're raised. And, and I'll never forget my, you know, growing up, my dad used to drink Pabst Blue Ribbon, which, by the way, how that is a hipster beer and people are paying premium prices for that is beyond me because of the story I'm about to tell you. My dad used to drink Pabst Blue Ribbon all the time, all the time. And then I think he got a raise at work and then he switched to Budweiser, which, in, again, thinking back on it, he probably should have done better with his race, but he goes from Pabstool Ribbon to Budweiser. So anyway, in college with the guys trying to get some beer and, you know, of course your choices are always limited because of the amount of money in your pocket, right? You don't have a lot of money. So you're always at the Natty Eyes, the <laughs> Milwaukee's Best, Olympia, Mickey's Big Mouth. Well, apparently we had enough money and, and Pabst Blue Ribbon was there. And I told my buddies, I'm like, oh, we got to get Pabst Blue Ribbon. I think that's like a premium beer. Because my dad used to drink that. I mean, he used to drink that all the time. That's a good beer. We got to get that. So we got a case of the Pabst Blue Ribbon over Peels. I, I mean, I could go on and on. We got back to the fraternity house, and that beer was awful. <laughs> that beer was so bad. And I said to my dad, the next time I saw him, I said, Dad, you used to drink that Pabst all the time. So me and the buddies got it because I thought it was good. He goes, God, no, that sucked. He goes, why do you think when I got the race, I started drinking Budweiser? Yeah, I, I no, I don't get the Pabst Blue Ribbon rebound either. Like, I remember the first time I saw, not like the first, first time I saw somebody with money at a nice place order a Pabst. I was like, what are you, what, what are you, what? What are you doing? He's like, oh, it's great. It's amazing. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's Pabst Blue Ribbon. That's, yeah, that's just the case of people with money don't make you smart. I mean, you're just an idiot if you're spending money on Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's no need to, to buy that. There's a, there's a cheap beer that you could, your Keystone's better than that. Yeah, I think Keystone might cost more, though. Oh, okay. Not not at a bar today, though, because Pabst right. Blue Ribbon, like, it's I mean. crazy. The beers I'm ordering, like the craft beers, Pabst is like kind of like right below that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Like, it, it, it somehow has cemented itself above the 
traditional American Miller Bud and Coors as like they're you you get them happy hour two dollars and Pabst three dollars. You're like, when when did that happen? How did Pabst get above Budweiser and, and Coors and Miller? I think people fall for that blue ribbon, which I think Pabst gave to themselves, right? I think they just put a blue ribbon on their beer, changed the name from Pabst to Pabst Blue Ribbon. Hey, we won an award. It's all about subliminal marketing, I think, Obi. Yeah, you know, I Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> we should do stupid theme songs for another episode. Oh, that'd be great. Stupid theme songs, absolutely. All right, Obi. You're going to wrap us up here, Obi? I am. I'm going to say uh, thank you for, for your time tonight, Ed, as always. Uh, thank you all for listening. Like we said earlier, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can find a spot, uh, a podcast. Download us. Make sure you leave comments, like us, rate us. We'd like to know how we're doing. You know, We will shout you out if you inspire us for sure. And don't forget, charm is that we suck.